This week's episode of Here's What Don't Get is brought to you in part by, once again, boycotting the Oscars. Not for any, like, moral stance or anything, but just because, like, I haven't watched them for 30 years now, so why am I going to start at this point? Uh, who the fuck cares about people in Hollywood? They're all worthless pedophile losers. I don't know. <laughs> back to here's what i don't get from north to south east to west the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues i am your host tab burton with me today my friend he's hacking the movies it's tony hello hello tab uh ju- just a just a quick uh piece of advice okay uh youtube doesn't like naughty words in the first minute so maybe not whip out the pedophile word in your opening uh opening statement uh could you say minor attractive person from now on uh, bold of you to think that anybody cares about what's going on on this podcast. Uh, is, are you not allowed to say pedophile on YouTube anymore? I don't know what you're allowed about to say. Pedophiles. <laughs> they did that thing again where they changed all their rules to bow down to advertisers, and now they're walking the rules back again because the advertisers probably came back at discounted prices. That happens well, that, every couple of years. That's the thing about the whole like we have to we have to you know sanitize this for advertisers like. Fuck them. Like, let, if they don't want to advertise on YouTube, someone else will. Who the uh, fuck cares? They, they oh, my God. On- I'm not going to see another fucking progressive car insurance commercial. Whatever will I fucking do? But it's like the advertisers advertise on, like, violent shit on TV and stuff. They just yeah. know you're you're new to the game. They know they can get one over on you. But anyway, anyway. they What, you, no. what YouTube should have said when they're like, we're not going to advertise here if you don't enforce these censorship rules. It's been like, bye, bitch. We'll only have advertisements from porn and hub and, and cigarettes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Ugh. We're YouTube. We're the biggest platform on the fucking planet because we artificially keep out all competition by mm-hmm. not making a profit at any point in time. What are you? Where else are you going to go? How is he going to advertise these fucking weird neats that live in their parents' basements <laughs> cosplaying until they get outed on Tucker Carlson? <laughs> it's a true story that happened this week too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Tony, how have you been this since we last saw you? Oh, I've been I've been doing great. I'm I'm feeling a little left out, uh, Tab, uh, because you know I work in entertainment and mm-hmm. uh, I've been feeling a little dead inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I watched the Oscars last night, I was assuming I'd be in the memoriam because I'm dead inside. But they left me out of the in memoriam tab. I can't believe it. Sons of bitches. <laughs> no, we were joking. Uh, we were talking before the show. It's like every year people are shocked that. Two or three actors were left out of the in memoriam segment, but it happens every year. So people should stop being shocked because they always leave someone out. Yeah, the and also shouldn't there be like some guy at the Academy Awards? His whole job is just like whenever he gets one of those Google News alerts, like boom, person yeah. has died. Just like all right, write that. Are one they down. are they relevant enough to put in the thing? <laughs> Like I, no, it's not Tom Sizemore. I know he did some schlocky shit recently, but he was the in big Batman ones were, Begins. No, he's not. Oh no, I'm thinking um, Tom Sizemore was in Saving Private Ryan. Yes, he was in yeah. that one. Uh, no, no, the big ones this year were Anne Heche, 
which, yeah, that happened a long enough time ago that someone should have included it. But Tom Sizemore is recent, so maybe they just already had it made. I don't know. But I was telling you, the one is like a girl who was in one of the movies that got nominated this year. I'm like, all right, that one's that one's pretty bad. You probably should have made sure she was included. But yeah, it happens every year, and every year people like get super one, stop watching the Oscars. I actually didn't watch the Oscars last night. That was a lie I told for the bit. I instead presented best picture for the Ah Scare Awards. Oh wow. Some YouTube channel they did an award show for just horror movies. And for some reason, even though there were way bigger people than me, they picked me to present Best Picture, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. I, I watched watch Oblivion uh, with Tom Cruise. You know, that's been in my DVD collection since it came out, and I haven't watched it yet. Is it any good? It, uh, so the reason why I picked it was I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be great. It wasn't going to blow my mind, but it was a yeah. Tom Cruise movie. So like, yeah. it would have to be at least watchable. Yeah, they do. Other than the mummy, they usually are. They usually yeah. are. And I think that that's because Alex Kurtzman is so terrible that when you even paired up with like <laughs> a box office gold like Tom Cruise, he somehow crashes and burns it. I did uh, like that they tried to get the Mission Impossible guy to touch it up, but I think he came in way too late. Like the damage was already done. Yeah, it, it, Oblivion was was fine. Like I, I didn't. I wasn't, I probably will never watch it again. It's not like Minority yeah. Report or one of his great sci-fi movies, but it was, mm. it was fine. It was worth the one watch. I read a review on it and I think the reviewer might've been functionally retarded because it was like, I didn't understand what was going on. I had to walk out of the theater and Google everything to figure out what happened in this movie. And I'm like, were you not watching? What are you like? It's a pretty simple storyline uh, that I predicted about 20 minutes in the movie, what was going to happen. So mm. unless you're like actually dead, <laughs> you should have been able to figure out what's going on in this movie. I, um, I skipped it because the director, although he did the classic years of war, mad world commercial, he did Tron legacy and that movie sucked. So yeah. when oblivion came out, I'm like, ah, I'm going to wait to see this. However, he's since done, of course, the classic Taco Bell web of fries commercial with Aaron oh. Paul. Yeah. But he also did the new Top Gun, which I really liked. And some movie called Spiderhead. I think my friend Adam saw that. So I'm like, I did really like Top Gun. I'm like, all right, maybe I'll go back and check out Oblivion. Tron Legacy, that was his first movie. They probably shouldn't have trusted a big franchise as someone's first movie. But I'll go back and I'll give it a shot. So there you Oblivion go. Oblivion is also why we have things like The Mandalorian. Because they built this the, like main house set. They built yeah. it on this 360 degree video screen set. Oh yeah, so it, it was have like, realistic lighting. And, it was like uh, one of the early ones to do that, right? It was the first one, and then yeah, because I know uh, Nolan did that for Interstellar, like outside the ship, he had like mm -hmm. screens projecting. Yeah, and so um, Tom Cruise was like, basically was like, uh, all the lighting in Tron Legacy looks like shit because it's all done on a green screen. Yeah. We're not doing that. I want everything to be glass, and I want there to be reflections in the glass fucking figured out i'm tom fucking cruise and i guess they they invented that that system which is now made like all sci-fi much more yeah. possible. i mean it's really like if you think about it it's just an updated form of rear projection it's it not is. like it's a new concept it's just the technology is way better than rear projection was and it emits light as opposed yes. to being 
so so you get like there are all these gorgeous shots like outside the house looking in and mm-hmm. you see the sky reflected in the windows and it looks yeah. real because in a sense it is real. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was I guess they went to some volcano in Hawaii and just like mm-hmm. ran cameras for three days straight. That's and, cool. And then use that to make the skies in this movie. I did. I did get annoyed when I saw the poster of the Empire State Building like built into a mountain. Yeah. And I was like, bullshit, that building would have crumbled long before a mountain grew over it. Yeah, the Empire State Building is like, it's just the upper uh, observation deck and the spire, and it's just sitting on the ground. Just Oh, the- <laughs> on the poster, it's got a waterfall next to it. It's on the side of the mountain. I think there is a chasm nearby. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I've watching. I've been to New York. Before. I don't know how many chasms are going to... That was my favorite thing. When I started going to New York regularly and looking at the Empire State Building, I'm like, I looked at it the one day and I was like, Independence Day lied. There's no road leading up to the Empire State Building. It's in the middle of a street. I'm like, I don't think Independence Day is accurate, Tab. I think they might have made <laughs> Don't you shit on Independence Day. That has <laughs> Independence Day has, there should be an Oscar for greatest <laughs> movie extra of all time. Oh, the and- guy. <laughs> that guy is number one, and number two is Big Organ Guy in Rhinestone, who is also <laughs> the director of the film. Okay, good. So I guess maybe that should have won an Academy Award for the best director of all time. Yeah, Bob, Bob Clark, Clark should have gotten it. I director agree. of Black Christmas. Christmas, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, speaking of, of New York, I kind of live in New York in a sense because they <laughs> they filmed Escape from New York in St. Louis because it was That's the only true. place that looked shitty enough. Like, yeah, we need a real <laughs> shitty rundown looking. Hey, St. Louis, we don't even have to build anything new. We'll, just- well, the thing is, New York at the time did look <laughs> shitty, but also there was like criminals around. So they're like, yeah, it's, uh, St. <laughs> Louis is probably a little bit better. <laughs> Tony, there are criminals here, too. There's a lot of them. Okay, a man okay. was shot in the street just miles from my home last week. But I mean, in the 80s, I don't know. Maybe it was worse in New York. I doubt it. And they they were like, yeah, you know, St. Louis might be a little bit better than this. Uh, mm. But yeah, that uh, my week's been pretty much, I just spent all of last week just sitting and doing nothing while at work, while the show happened around me that was a huge waste of everyone's time and effort. And oh, so good. That was, that was pretty demoralizing. I worked 50 hours doing mm. fucking nothing, which is yeah. more exhausting than doing <laughs> back-breaking labor. Like, if I had worked eight or 12 days straight of just like work, 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 work. That'd be tiring. But then just mm-hmm. being like, all right, we need lighting. All right, we're done with lighting. You're, you're now basically a light switch. When we need light switched on or off, we'll shout at you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's a tremendous yeah. like, good use of my time. Ooh, I've been, I've been constantly doing something. Cause uh, I technically don't have my job anymore. Hack the movies is now my full-time job. But I had to rebuild the set and record a ton of episodes. And now I'm editing them while I'm about to move out of this apartment and I got to record more episodes. So it's just nonstop over here. Yeah. (sighs) I feel you. After the live show, I think things might calm down a little bit. I'm just trying to make it till May. If I get to the end of May, (laughs) it's going to be smooth sailing until September. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, well, are you ready to uh, jump into some issues? I am. What is your issue this week, Tony? Here's what I don't get. Uh, This can I got wasn't filled all the way and it's factory sealed. And now it's all like messed up. How does that even happen? I don't get it. 
I don't know. That's not really my issue. Uh, that's something I noticed today. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, no, here's what I don't get. Uh, when you're watching a Who Done It, and you 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 guess the killer like really quick, and then it kind of kills some of the excitement for you for the rest of the movie. Yeah. So I saw the new Scream movie last yeah. night, and I enjoyed the Scream. I enjoy all the Scream movies. Uh, I think they're a good the time. First three. Yeah, three. I always thought was the weakest, but that's because there were issues. Four with hadn't the come out yet. Yeah, no, no, four. I love, I love four. Four is great. Uh, no, three got fucked over because of Columbine, and they make a joke about it in the movie. They started cracking down on like violence in movies, mm-hmm. so they weren't allowed to be as violent as they wanted to. And uh, there were supposed to be two killers, as always, but then the script leaked online, so then they had to make like last minute rewrites. Uh, but no, I usually really like the screen movies. They're fun parodies of like tropes and modern trends. And the last one was a lot of fun. Uh, and this new one was a lot of fun. Um, but the thing is, I usually with Scream, I like to guess who the killer is. It's fun. Uh, and usually I don't know except for three because my friend at the time was an asshole and spoiled it for me. Uh, but usually you're able to. T- There's usually one that you can actually figure out is the killer. And then they kind of give you a curveball with the second one. Uh, but no, uh, Scream the other night, uh, the one girl says like one line of dialogue and then I figured out who the killer was. I still enjoyed the movie, but I was just like, oh man, I hope I'm wrong. Cause now I'm just kind of waiting for my prediction to happen. Like I'm, I'm like a hundred percent sure it's them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit when you're, when you're watching, you ever experienced that watching a whodunit? Not watching, but so I was, I've read. I read all the Jack Reacher books or I did the audiobooks of them over the last okay. few years. And there's, there was one of them that was, it's the only one that I did the one time and never revisited anytime I've like gone back. Yeah. And cause I, I think I've listened to him two or three times now, but when I go back, I'm just like, I'm skipping that one. And I don't remember what the name of the book is off the top of my head, but the killer is a hypnotist lady. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a direct sequel. It's a sequel to this one, the one before it, which is uh tripwire and tripwire is really really great and then this one opens mm-hmm. up and he's like he lives in a he ha- owns a house and he has a girlfriend and he's like just hanging out and then he gets roped into this investigation by the FBI who profiles him as the you know as the right type for the killer and it turns yeah. out he's not the killer so they make him a consultant on the case and mm-hmm. so like three chapters in the book I was like oh it's this bitch hypnotist lady that's really cuz the lady's the the descriptions of the killings are all done in this weird like ethereal voice and then yeah. this bitch is like i really want to hypnotize you jack reacher i need to hypnotize you i need to hypnotize oh, like, you oh. and i'm like this bitch is trying to hypnotize reacher to make him the killer <laughs> she's the killer and then it turns out she's the killer at the end and i was like wow that was kind of disappointing yeah i uh, i joked about it we reviewed valentine recently not mm-hmm. my bloody valentine valentine and i remember like because that came out like during the big screen craze and i remember being in school and seeing like a poster for it and i'm just going just thinking to myself oh yeah david boreanaz is the killer like before the movie even came out just looking at the poster <laughs> i'm like uh, he's definitely and sure enough he's the killer at the end of that movie <laughs> the, i hate watching a movie with someone that is, that tries to guess and yeah so so the thing about those guesses right is you have to just keep them to yourself yeah, uh, but you, uh, you'll watch a movie with someone sometimes, and they'll be like, oh, "I bet that's the killer. I bet that's the killer. I bet yeah. that's the killer." And you're just like, "That's 
That is the point of these scenes. We're supposed to think yes. that these people are the killer based I did, on these scenes. I did, because I, I, I was with Johanna uh, watching it, because we're going to cover it on our wrap-up show. And I did, like, pick out my, like, choices, and then I kind of stopped it there. I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure it's that guy. Let's see, or like that person or those people. I'm like, let's see, let's see what happens here. Uh, but yeah, no, I have watched movies with people who are like, is that the killer? Is that the killer? Is that the killer? I'm like, why don't you just fucking watch? It's supposed to be a mystery. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same type of person that asks you questions about like, why is that guy chopping up a body? I don't know. I'm watching this movie for the first time too. Can you <laughs> shut the fuck up? My favorite is uh that all there was an onion article and it's like man assures his girlfriend that all her answers all her questions will be answered if she just watches the movie <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no because i really like whodunit so then i feel kind of guilty that i guessed it right because i'm like oh i it's it's worse when you guess it way too early because then it's just like oh i'm, I'm kind of missing out on the fun of looking for clues and stuff because i i kind of already figured it out mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of sucks the joy out of it um there was one movie recently that I really enjoyed called The Pale Blue Eye with Christian Bale. It's about Christian Bale as a detective, and he mm-hmm. has to team up with a young Edgar Allan Poe. It's a period piece, not a time travel piece, and they have to look for a killer. Uh, and I didn't even really think it was a whodunit at first. I thought they were just looking for a killer, and then I was like, oh, this is a whodunit, and that one gave me a big curveball. Uh, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy whodunits on, like, the screen movies. But, yeah, the other night I was like, oh, man. This uh, I'm missing out on part of the fun of the movie because I spoiled it for myself because I'm an asshole who watches too many of these movies well, I see, and I, I know think, what to look for. I don't think that's a <clears throat> slight on you. I think it's a slight on the writers. Like you, there you have to have there has to be subtlety. Like we we all need that Poirot reveal big reveal yeah. moment where we we've done all the questioning, we've come up with the our own theories, and then he he sits mm-hmm. down everyone down and he's like. All right, here's what happened. Here's my theory. And then yeah. and then you're like, "Oh my god, I am now I I will say it was really just one line of dialogue that like that just pieced it all together for me." And I'm like, "Man, if they rephrased that differently or rewrote just that part, I don't think I would have gotten it." Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, I like did you see the last one, Scream 5, the one that made fun of soft reboots? Uh, no, I think the last one I saw was the one where the killer was hit her niece or cousin yeah, or something. Yeah, that, that was the one that made fun of remakes. The last one made fun of the, the soft reboots that try to be like the original. Oh, I thought you were going to sneeze. I thought uh, so too. And this one kind of makes fun of just like franchise movies in general. Like, you know how like, you know, like Jurassic World was only kind of acknowledging the first movie. Yeah. And then the sequels, they start acknowledging all of them. Scream 6 does that. We're like, the last one was just kind of focused on the first movie. Scream 6, there's literally, they find the killer's warehouse, and it's just Easter eggs from all the, apparently the killer has been stealing evidence from all the previous murders. I'm like, okay, oh, that's God. kind of fun. The, it's fun. The Speaking of Jurassic World, they're finally releasing Lego sets of the original Jurassic Park movies. Like, everyone's been asking oh, really? for since that first fucking movie came out in 2015 oh, yeah. or something. Dude, I used to have the Jurassic Park 3 Lego sets. That shit was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, with the who done, like, I, so the, with that being the writer's fault, like, I, that is the dumbing down of movies these days, mm. is that anybody with any amount of, like, logic or understanding of, of 
how scripts work and who's who's well read enough. Yeah. Like you're <clears throat> able to more and more like when I watched Oblivion, I wa- I watched yeah. that movie and I was like, oh, I know what sci-fi trope movie this is. Mm. And then I was right, and I was like, okay. And so I was just waiting for basically the reveal to happen during the course of the whole movie to be like, oh, he's that's what it is. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna cover it more on my channel uh, this month. But like that movie, you're next. People really like you're next. And I think one of my issues with that movie is like in the beginning, I kind of figured out what was going on way too early again. So then I'm just kind of like waiting for the things to happen. I'm like, ah, I'm not enjoying it the right way. I'm not enjoying it the right way because they, they showed their hand too early. Um, you know, we need more movies. Like we need more movies. Like I know what you did last summer and the original Friday the 13th where waste two hours of your time thinking it's a whodunit. And at the end it's like, Oh, it's just some random person. And I was like, what the fuck were all the red herrings for? You can't just pull out a random person at the end of the movie. What the fuck? I used to think that the that Friday the 13th part one was one of the worst movies ever made. But uh <laughs> it's really it's really moved up the list, but yeah. not by not by it actually getting better, but like so many things just piling <laughs> in below it. Uh I really enjoy Friday the 13th, but it's funny when you watch it, it's like oh, it is structured like a whodunit, and there's red mm-hmm. herrings, and then it's just like it's not even like if she had been in the movie earlier, just some old lady shows up 15 minutes to the end. She's like, by the way, and, my son's around here. I'm and a here's killer. all the exposition about why I'm doing yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, but then I know we did last summer, did the same thing where there's all these red herrings. And then it's like, by the way, that guy you think you ran over, you didn't run over him. I murdered him. And then you ran over me and I'm pissed off because I'm a murderer. And now I'm going to murder you guys. And they're like, we did a whole investigation into this kid that we thought we killed and all the motives. And it turns out it's just, we accidentally ran over a murderer. <laughs> the, uh, so back to the script side of it. Like, yeah, I do think that you have a duty as a creative to mm. when you're making that kind of story, you have to like protect the audience from finding mm. out too much because I think Tim and I have talked about this before with those kind of mysteries, you need to either be one step ahead of your heroes or one step behind. If Mm. you're too far ahead, it's not enjoyable. If they show up at the end and they're like, I'm the Jason's mother. And I just, that's like, that's not satisfying as a mystery either. Um, because you, you're 11 steps behind on, on those. So like I did Mm. a few years ago, I did mousetrap, which is an Agatha, Agatha Christie, uh, Stage yeah. play murder mystery. And yeah. so there's a murder that's talked about on the radio. And then there's a murder in the, at the end of act one. And then act two is them trying to solve that murder. And mm-hmm. the play is like three and a half hours long. It's fucking miserable. But <laughs> when that murder happens, the guy has to show like walk out. And so I have my mixing console set up and it has all different labels of what everyone's names are. And yeah. So when we got to the murder scene, a couple of scenes before it, everybody's name disappeared as they left the stage, their names would disappear off the console. And Mm -hmm. then in the scene, when the murder actually happened, it was a different fader. It was just cloning the original fader for the the killer, but it was a different fader that I then fade up so that we could hear him whistling, I I think. Mm. And in doing that, it was like my, my way of someone was walking past me and I'd be like, Oh, the police officer's the killer. It's right there on your console. 
You know? Um, you know what else they need to do? They need to do what the Clue movie did and just just put out a movie with three different endings. That they should do that, but they yeah, but then instead of doing what the Clue movie did, they should make a good one. Yeah, I love Clue. What are you talking uh, about? Clue is fine. Kill me. Clue is fine. Fucking three and a half hours of my life I'll never get back. It's not that long. You think every movie you don't like is three and a half hours? Yeah, because long. they're bad. I'm gonna go home and fuck my wife. Ah, oh, so hilarious, Michael McKean. Yeah, Why don't you go smash your fucking head into a photocopier <laughs> countertop and then start to bleed out until your brother saves your life? But then you try and punish him in a court of law where it gets proven that you're a crazy motherfucker, so you burn to death in a fire. How about that, Michael McKean? Oh, shit, is that Better Call Saul? Is that how that ended? That is his character arc in Better Call Saul. Oh, yes. shit, I only watched the first season, Tab. I haven't gotten around to finishing it. Well, the, it's been out for six years, so go uh, fuck yourself. But it just ended this year. I thought I'd go through it finally. Spoiler alert, he becomes Saul Goodman. Oh, what? No! <laughs> Jimmy McGill is you know Saul I, Goodman. I'm upset because the first episode, I guessed he was going to be Saul Goodman because <laughs> it was the same actor, and it started off with the with the with the with the future set after Breaking Bad. I'm like, you know, I bet you this Jimmy guy is Saul Goodman, and also because of Breaking Bad, I think he mentioned that his name used to be Jimmy, uh, and that's how he I figured out his name is McGill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, who done it? It's it's. It's annoying when you guess who they are right away. And to Scream's credit, the new one, they do like, they do do something to kind of throw you off. But because I'm so smart, uh, I, I knew it was a fake out. So, so that's it. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll give have them to credit. catch I'll, up on those. Cause I'll give them credit, dude. They delivered on Ghostface in New York, unlike the classic example of Jason Takes Manhattan, where he's just not in fucking Manhattan. So, uh, Oh, that's a great, you, the, what, the, what a bad movie that was. You literally get fucking Ghostface in a bodega with a shotgun just blowing people away. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I might yeah. have to revisit this. So this one's not directed by Wes Craven, right? Well, he's dead, so no. No, the uh, they got two new guys directing this one and the previous one. Okay, yeah, that's right. No, but I they're was, fun, like. If you like, cause like soft reboots are so annoying and that's what the last one was making fun of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, this is really enjoyable. And people were like upset with some of this stuff. They're like, they're like, why did they call it scream and not scream five? I'm like, they literally have a joke about that in the movie. Like, like guys, just, can you just relax? Scream is just here to parody what's going on in the horror genre. Stop wanting it to be like a normal slasher. Is Sydney Prescott still the heroine? She was in five, and then the studio didn't want to pay her what she wanted for Scream 6, so they wrote her out of Scream 6. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Courtney... Yes, yes, she is in all of them still, and she had way too much plastic surgery done. Just way too much plastic surgery. Yeah. Uh, Sydney Prescott, Prescott was yeah. supposed to be, like, you know, 18 in the original movie, so she's got to yeah. be, like, 50 now. And she's yeah. still being chased by these killers. <laughs> like I did like I did like finally the new one, the killer just doesn't like he's they're not interested in Sydney. They're like, that's not what we're about. We don't oh, care about that. They probably that. learned they're like, oh wait a minute. Five or six people tried to kill her and they all died. Let's just leave her out of our plan this time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish 
that would be yeah, because like every Friday the Thirteenth movie opens with Jason killing the final girl from the last movie. Mm-hmm. Or, kind or for, of for two did part two did yeah. I think part three did too, didn't it? Or part no three? part no no part three they slap her in an ambulance and she just goes away. We never see her again. Mm. Yeah. He attack. There's like a dream sequence at the end of two where he attacks. No, but two he definitely kills the previous girl. Yeah. And uh, also, you ever see the Maniac Cop movies? I did not. Oh yeah, Maniac Maniac Cop. Now that's a killer in New York that's done really well. I only seen the first two. Apparently, three sucks. But uh, Maniac Cop two, I love like. There's this kind of fake out where you think the survivors from the first movie are the main characters again, like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. It turns out that is not the case. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy the new screams. I don't know if you'll like them, but I thought they're fun. Probably not. They could have been. I hate everything. Apparently hate everything. It is funny seeing David Arquette in it because they had to give him baggy clothes because in real life he's like jacked because he's been wrestling. But oh. they're like, we can't have a Jack Dewey. <laughs> Put him in some baggy clothes. <laughs> but that's hey, it. That's he, my is issue. Still like all, isn't, wasn't he like have a stroke or something where he's all like limping around? Is he still? Yeah. They, they, I remember they made stem cells and been magically cured. Yeah. I think they mentioned in one movie that like he had like therapy or something. But yeah, he's back to like, not like super fucked up, but he's, he's not great. They call it out. They're like, yeah, you've been like, fuck. He's, or no, he has a line because they're doing the classic, like the Force Awakens, like join us on the adventure. And he's like, I've been stabbed nine times. I don't want to do this. That is true because he's gotten fucked up in most of those movies. Yeah, Did, he really does. Does Jamie Kennedy have a, a cameo? Because he had a cameo in the third one, I remember. Yeah, no, no. His, his sister comes back in five and her, she has twins and they're like the new Randys. So that's what they did there. They have, a, they have in their house, they have the Randy Meeks Memorial Home Theater and there's pictures of young Jamie Kennedy. And that's like as much as they could do. That was pretty funny in Scream 3, the video recording. I'm like, all right, you're starting to. I'm like, I'm like, I can suspend my disbelief, but this is a little too good. Yeah. Anyway. Well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for. This episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by. Well, Tony, uh, you know what movie is big in the theaters? At least I assume it's big in the theaters because I don't actually pay attention to what's going on in movie theaters. What's that? Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, That was fun. It's based on a true story, you know. Oh, I know. The true story is very disappointing. I know the true story. (laughs) Well, we have a a real-life sequel to Cocaine Bear. (laughs) Uh, an exotic cat was found roaming a U.S. neighborhood on cocaine and was rescued and is recovering at a zoo. Authorities could have been forgiven for thinking they were witnessing a real-life sequel to the recently released Cocaine Bear after the distressed Serval, a wildcat native to Africa, was found to have the Class A drug in his system following a toxicology report. The animal had escaped from the car of its owner, who was being arrested by police, before it ran loose in the Cincinnati business district of Oakley. <laughs> Uh, it was eventually helped down from a tree by authorities with the assistance of animal care, a shelter and rescue center. But when they were unable, unable to, to prevent the cat from breaking a leg, uh, Rand, they were on it anyway. Yeah. So uh, they put it down be a new movie, Cocaine Cat. <laughs> wait, wait, how the cat get the cocaine? I'm a little confused here. Uh, I don't fucking know. Doesn't say anything about it. <laughs> I assume it was in the in the car of the criminal. 
Okay, did did he give the cat cocaine? Did it just smell the cocaine and want to take it? Because we know how the cocaine bear found cocaine. A it drug smuggler. Yeah, a drug smuggler knocked it out of an airplane. Isn't it the same drug smuggler that Tom Cruise plays in American Made? Aren't those two stories connected? I I don't know. I didn't look that up. I didn't yeah. see that movie. Was that any good? It is. It's a Tom Cruise movie, so it was watchable. Okay, so it's at least watchable. Uh, like that's the uh, thing. He doesn't. <laughs> I like the their mummy is bad, but aside from that, has he been in any bad movies? He's been in movies that aren't great. Like yeah, the War of the Worlds isn't great, but you could watch it. If, it's if, got it's got enough good scenes to keep you going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spread out um, over a way too long of a runtime. Yeah, I the ending with the kid coming back. It's like, can we just have some stakes, Spielberg? Not everything needs a super happy ending. Um, Tell that to Schindler's List. Yeah. Yeah, Spielberg, you really can't like, it's like, look, you. I know you either go super depressing or super happy, but it's like, you, you can be in the middle sometimes, Spielberg. It's not yeah. that bad. Uh, but no, I like how they're like, the cops would have been excused for thinking it was a sequel. And it's like, what? So the cops are arresting a guy. And then a cat jumps out of his car of cocaine. They're like, this must be the sequel to Cocaine Bear. There's no cameras or film crew, but I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's just cheeky muckraker writing that is like yeah. super cringeworthy and makes you want to kill yourself. Yeah. I'm I really wanted at- to do, I really wanted to do heroin hyena, but mm. someone pointed out it would just be a hyena, like taking a nap. And I'm like, oh Yeah. I guess that wouldn't be exciting. It'd be a drama. It'd be a drama. It's like the the hyenas on heroin again. We got to kick him off this. uh, It'll be like it's Ray, but with a hyena. (laughs) And Jamie Foxx can still play the role. (laughs) He can voice voice the hyena. Yeah. Um, Uh, Cocaine Bear was a good time. I I looked at Tom Cruise's IMDb just now. He does have a bad movie. What? The Outsiders. Fuck you, S.C. Hinton, and fuck Royal Rogers High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fucking shitbox of a school. Lucky it didn't get seems, torn down. Seems like you might have a personal grudge with this particular film, Dad. Uh, the only we had to like read the. You probably did. You have not have to read the Outsiders. I never had to read it. Oh, Jesus. I've seen the movie like a long time ago, but it was I a can't super popular it. book in high schools to make everyone read it for like a generation, yeah. and then I think about our generation of school, they stopped making that mm. a thing. But we were still reading it in Tulsa because The Outsiders takes place right across the fucking street at Will Rogers High School. And it's just like, I no. don't fucking care. We, had, we watched <laughs> the movie. Mm. Uh, it's for Coppola Classic. Bass Brian says Rain Man is a terrible movie. I, I disagree. I don't know about that. I thought the movie was okay. I thought that movie was pretty great. Yeah. I forgot to uh, put up. Get rid of the episode <laughs> things. More. Jesus Christ! I didn't see yours. Uh, God damn! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna did make you, yours rape whistle repairman, but you already had that you, one. Did you see the the hip piece video someone made as a joke? No. Oh, dude, they made a video. They they took a bunch of jokes I made out of context and they made like a CNN hit piece. But then like episodes like this that are like through StreamYard, they made it look like I was talking to Jordan Peterson and like all these other people. <laughs> they like made it at the end. It's me on the set and like uh, I'm there with Kanye West and Alex Jones. It was really fucking funny. That is pretty funny. But you're just giving them more, more material, man. <laughs> uh 
Speaking of animal news, a man was taken to the hospital Sunday afternoon after a zebra attacked him in Pickaway County, Ohio. According to the incident report from the Pickaway County Sheriff's Office, deputies were sent around 5.30 p.m. to a fenced-in field after reports that a man was seriously injured by a zebra that he owned. As deputies arrived, they oh. say they saw the victim lying on the ground with his right arm covered with a sleeve. Um, he had had it bitten off by the zebra. Oh, yeah. I heard, like, horses and whatnot. They're kind of like, they're almost omnivores. Like, they most they can mm-hmm. eat meat. Not, not often, but... Uh, they they do say that he'll be able to um, reattach the arm, which is crazy. Oh, good. Uh, I like the, that they, the they, zebra they... was shot in the head due to oh. its continued aggressive behavior. So you know, happy ending there. You think the zebra was aggressive because it realized it was in Ohio? <laughs> it's like I don't. I got to get looking the at fuck all, out of here. It's looking at like all the greenery and stuff. It's like I don't like these trees and shit. I don't feel like this is my vibe at all. <laughs> What kind of people have like survals on cocaine? This zebra was probably on something as well. well Xanax zebra. But I don't it has know like if you a saw weird opposite effects yeah. for it. I don't know if you saw uh, the Tiger King documentary. I did not. Well, they also, like, but, also yeah. in Oklahoma, just yeah. out, uh, like 30 minutes south of where I went to school. Yeah. But no, like I know they mostly focus on the Tiger King, but they do touch on like there's people all over the country that have this shit. And like the one story they told was really sad where the guy had like 70 tigers and a bear and a and a a lion and then like he killed himself after he let most of them go. And then yeah. they just went into the then then like it was sad cuz the police are like we have nowhere to hold like we don't know how much to track so they had to just murder all these tigers and shit. Because they're like, we don't have enough resources to track them all. They'll probably die anyway because we don't know what to dose them for. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, they're all over the country. When that show Tiger King was was yeah. out and new in the pandemic, and everyone was talking about yeah. it, I had a bet with Randy, uh, Handy yeah. Randy from the Dick Show, and I was like, "I'll I'll make a bet with you right now. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait a period of time. But mm. one day, I'm gonna text him and say, "Hey, you remember that show Tiger King? And it will be the the you will not have thought about this show for <laughs> months." And yeah. he was like, no, no, this show is, it's got legs. People are going to remember it. And I was like, okay. And I waited about four months and I was like, hey, remember that show Tiger King? He's like, no, I forgot all about it. Like, you fucking right <laughs> you did. Because it's just another fucking fad. Yeah. It was weird that they made the movie. They made a movie version and everyone's like, well, I feel like the Netflix version kind of covered it. I feel like we're all entertained. And also you didn't cast Nicolas Cage in the movie, which is what people wanted. So we're not watching it. Oh. Uh, I know they did a second season on the other guy, but he wasn't in as, as interesting. But yeah, there's just people all over the country with fucking animals they probably shouldn't have because they're weird. Why did the guy have 70 tigers? I don't understand. I don't know. I do like that some were still in the cage, and I remember watching it with my ex, and I'm like, well, why did he leave some of them in a cage? And she was like, well, by the time like the 60th tiger got out, things probably got a little out of hand. He's like, okay, this is too much. It just blew his brains out. <laughs> Like, I'd probably be like, hey, you know what? I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> I've got a, one last news story here from Illinois, and this is a debate yeah. uh, for the ages. Mm-hmm. Um, an Illinois man is filing a class action lawsuit against Buffalo Wild Wings, the restaurant chain, alleging that mm-hmm. their boneless wings are chicken nuggets. I had that thought recently. Where do you yeah. fall on that? Tim and I have had that discussion as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're chicken nuggets, but they're good. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Care. No, no, they are great. They are great. I mean, uh, I like bones sometimes, but sometimes I don't want to like, 
Sometimes I just want to use a fork. I don't want to get hot sauce all over my hands. Boneless, Never. Boom. Never is a bone yeah. in anything superior, except for ribeyes. No. Basically, the only time a bone in is superior to a non-bone in. Yeah, mm. this is a clear-cut case of false advertising and should not be permitted as consumers should be able to rely on the plain meaning of a product's name and receive that what they are promised, the lawsuit states. Yeah, you're receiving boneless buffalo wings, you fucking moron. What are you expecting that's different? Yeah. I, <laughs> this is this should be a case where, like, the court is like, so you're technically right. They are chicken nuggets, but who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, We're sentencing like, you to 10 million years in the cuck shed. <laughs> I'm sentencing you to death for wasting everyone's time. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's the thing is, like... <sighs> It's false advertising because you're not receiving. What do? You, what does he want? He wants like a, a chicken wing that someone's already stripped the bone out of, and you get this like nasty misshapen mush thing. Like, there you yeah. go. Here's your boneless buffalo wing, sir. You fucking yeah. moron. Like, <sighs> I can't. Uh, yes, I'm suing. I can't believe it's not butter because it's it's uh, margarine, not butter. Like, yeah, it says that on the Man. label, dipshit. Uh, Tab, you, you think this will help or hurt my lawsuit against Red Lobster? Because uh, shellfish, it turns out they're not fish. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was let down. When I ordered my lobster, I wanted to know where the gills were, where the scales were. I was really let down by that. <laughs> uh, next thing you'll be suing because like, oh, I bought these fish sticks, but there are no stick fishes that these come from. <laughs> this is just Atlantic cod that's processed. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, do you know what you call a uh, a minister to fish? What a cod pastor. Thank you. I'll be here. Okay. <laughs> you know, I went to eat a coconut crab. Yeah. Didn't have any coconuts in it. <laughs> I was real upset by that. <laughs> yes. Where is my coconut shreds with this? Like yeah, I was cream pie. What the fuck? I got I got so bad. Uh, and then I decided to calm down. I was like, you know what? Let me play some horseshoes with a horseshoe crab. <laughs> they're they're not horseshoes. They're just weird looking crabs. <laughs> I don't even think they're technically crabs. They're like some kind of Paleozoic monster that has just lasted for sixty million years. Zephasaura. Oh yeah, I guess they're like. Yeah, they're closer to arachnids. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, they're anthropods. They're anthropods, kind of. But yeah, this carrot cake is does not count as my daily intake of vegetables. Are you kidding me? It's mostly yeah, brown sugar and nutmeg. <laughs> what the fuck? This is you're false advertising. You fuck. You're telling me this green leaf I have here. I'm expecting a big frozen piece of ice in the ocean, but it's just a green leaf. This is an iceberg lettuce. What the fuck? I, so I'm also suing Popeye because I've been eating cans of spinach and I have not gotten massively swollen <laughs> forearms. Someone's getting a lawsuit from that. <laughs> you know, I sued Hanna-Barbera because every time Scooby-Doo eats a Scooby snack, he's still alive. Wouldn't he be eating himself since he's Scooby and would be in the snack? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what the Scooby snack. How much work? How much longer can we go on in this bit, making it more ridiculous? <laughs> uh, Scooby Doo does, doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, uh, well, this has been Riketa News Network. Is definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tony. But you know what? It doesn't take care of. 
What's that? More lawsuits about false advertising. And speaking of uh. false advertising, uh, you can visit us at subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG, tip.hwidg.com, and patreon.com forward slash HWIDG. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one book tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode and our monthly minisodes. Uh, you and Buck did one of those that I still need yes. to edit. I'm going to try and do that this week. That's not I'm, out yet, you son of a bitch. I don't have fucking time, man. <sighs> I can't do them at work like I used to be able to. Look, look, look. Just a heads up. It's going to be pretty scary. The devil's in it. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing we have Jesus on this episode to balance yeah. it out. Edit, edit it during the daytime or you're going to be really scared when the devil shows up. <laughs> Are you talking about me? Am I the devil? No, no. I literally had the devil on the show. <laughs> uh, and then, so then we have our $2 tier. We throw some random bits and bobs. Uh, Joel and I did a catch-up episode just talking about, like, some behind baseball stuff. We have our $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. Got one of those coming up soon. Um, we have our $10 tier where we do our monthly movie commentaries. You submit and vote on what we watch, and we watch it record a feature in the commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier, um, where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special format or a special episode. Uh, we had a request to get um, the guys from No Agenda on for episode 333, and I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. But nah. there was another request in there for a special episode that I'm going to try and do and I'll have to talk about you with you about it off okay. the air, but I think it'll be great in the lead up to the April event that Tony and I are both going to be attending. Oh, fun. In Philadelphia. So fun. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. But uh, yeah, thank you to all our patrons and subscribe star supporters and people who've sent us tips on tip.hbidg.com. Mm -hmm. Uh you help make the show possible. We wouldn't still be doing it without your generous support. So thank you to everyone. Um, hope you keep on supporting the show, but let's get back Do to it. some issues. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Recruitment portals. But, okay. I, I kind of have an idea of what this is, but, but let me know. Well, uh, you know, Tony, you just said you, you left your full-time job to become a YouTuber. So you're going to be learning all about this in about, about three months. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one, you asshole? <laughs> uh, no, so have you ever, you probably haven't dealt with Indeed. Like, when's the last time you applied for a job? Oh, no. Yeah, all right. So the last time I was unemployed, uh, like around 2015, 2016, between the TV show and my editing job, I did go on Indeed. And uh, guess how many jobs it helped me get? A big fat Zero. Zero. Uh, guess how many, just by coincidence, robocallers and spam callers I got after signing up to Indeed? About six million. Yes, yes, yeah. I did. Uh, you know, no, I didn't get many job opportunities, but I did get, uh, coincidentally, a day after I put my phone number into Indeed and submit for stuff, I got a bunch of robocalls. So, yeah, and yeah. then, and not to mention the emails, like I got 17 yeah. emails, uh, so Indeed is this portal and all that really does exist is to like harvest your data between you getting yep. to an employer. And then what they've done is they've tricked employers into being like, we'll give you the best candidates. And then you don't have to like have an HR or a hiring manager. You can just post this shit up on Indeed and then we'll give you the candidates that we like. So, so uh, the glass studio here in town, they posted a job 
on there. They posted a job listing on the Instagram. Like, Hey, look, we're looking to hire an, a venue coordinator part-time 10 to yeah. 20 hours a week. And, um, I would like to get my foot in the door with them. And more importantly, I'd like to get some discounted shop time, which yeah. I would hope that as an employee, you would get some amount of shop time at a discount. Uh, so I, I was, I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll, it's venue management is basically the same as being like a technical director, except mm-hmm. with way less fucking headache and, and safety issues. Yeah. So I, uh, I went and followed the link and it was to fucking indeed. And you had to apply through indeed. So then it's like, well, now you got to sign up for an indeed account and create a resume on indeed. But then when you apply for a job, it's like, Oh, well you can just upload your resume. Like, why don't I fuck? Why didn't I fucking do that to begin with? I hate it's, that. I hate that shit with the applications where they make you submit everything. It's like, but and then it's like, attach your resume. I'm like, can I just attach the resume? Do I need to fill out everything? You're well, not going to read it. And then the worst <laughs> part is, right? So I I try and click through to this job listing and it's like, well, we looked at your stuff and nothing in here says event management. And, and so are you sure you're qualified for this job? It's a part-time babysitting gig. I'm more <laughs> than qualified for this fucking job. <laughs> I got a fucking master's degree in fucking around and not doing anything. Like, come on. So uh, what's frustrating about these kinds of portals is that they're really stacked against you, the person applying. And so, Mm. so I go through the whole rigmarole of applying for this fucking thing. And then it's like, in order to, get through to this you also have to take this test and we've all like we've all had a retail job at some point where yeah. there were like te- either a math test to see if you can make change or one of those tests where it's like a personality test where it's like how do you work with a group and it's like you're working tony you're working on a project and sally comes in and says that she needs more time on the project do you a work with her out of compromise to have the best amount of time, but still meet the deadline for her needs. B tell her, fuck you, bitch. I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill you and your whole fucking family. So fuck out of here with that fucking bullshit. C sexually harass her. And you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) there's so obviously a correct answer here. Who is this uh, for? I, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, Ever, I don't think I've ever seen that on my applications. Also, sorry for the air raid siren going off again. Someone's bombing Philly. Someone's bombing Philly again. I'm almost out of Silent Hill. In a month, I'll never be in Silent Hill again. It'd be really funny just remove me from the stream for a minute. <laughs> just be like, ah, Tony's dead. Uh, so yeah, so so I take this I, I take this test that was supposed to be like attention to detail. So they give you like these charts. Like one of them was, it was like six names and then it had their ages and then it had whether or not they had been selected, but you're not allowed to select anyone under 21. And then it was like, who has been selected that shouldn't be selected? And you like, you just go down this little list and you're like, mm. Todd 20 selected. And then you click Todd and you go like Sarah 20 selected and you click Sarah. And, and that's the correct answer, I guess. Yeah. But it was just 20 minutes of my life that I'll never get back. And the the most amazing part was then at the end, it's like, do you have any feedback for Indeed about (laughs) this test? And I was like, 
Oh yeah, I do. Oh yeah, yeah a, I do. It's a waste I, of time. And I was like, I fucking hate you people. You have just inserted yourself between like a candidate and the job opportunity with this ridiculous test that no one could possibly get the questions wrong. It's like there is there is a timed element to this test. You have to do yeah. it. Each question gets gets three minutes. Even if I had to fucking sound the words out, I would be done with that test in yeah. the time, every question in, in the time limit. I'm just like, this is just a huge waste of my fucking time, and I hate all of you. And you're right. They are just data harvesting. And I guess it yeah. works for enough people where it's not labeled as an outright scam. Like, it must work for people. But well, it, it works It works for the um, for the employer. It doesn't work for the employees because what the, the employer gets right is they get like an email. And I know this because I have to use a website for mm. my current job to post jobs to people. And yeah. so someone applies and I get this email and then I can just I'll just let them sit and pile up five, six mm. candidates and then I'll export all six candidates at once. I get one big document and it's their resumes. It's their stuff they've written in their, their cover letters. It's all that shit just in one big thing. And then I just go through and I'm like, that one looks good. That one looks good. That one looks good. That one looks good. It's good for the, on the employer side because it auto filters things. If someone, if someone comes, it doesn't pass this test where it's like very simple questions. It just makes them disappear. It doesn't tell you that it's made you disappear. You just yeah. not in the queue. And so you're just in there sending and sending and sending. And then it works for indeed in that they harvest a ton of data and then they start harassing you about stupid shit that you don't need. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's also broken because, so I submitted this, I submitted the um, application like before lunchtime today. Yeah. I, heard back from them before 3 p.m. and I have an interview scheduled before 5 p.m. all on the same day because like I'm a competent human being. Mm -hmm. That's the way this this stuff should theoretically work. A friend of mine was applying for a job and so he has an Indeed profile and the, the thing about the Indeed profile is you're supposed to be able to build your profile and then if you find a job that you qualify for, you just yeah. click a button and it's it's an instant apply. Just sends that shit straight to him. And so he has an Indeed profile and he's looking for, you know, jobs at a higher level than his current level, right? Mm -hmm. Throughout the industry. And so he one of these jobs pops up. He goes to apply for it on Indeed. It's It says instant apply through Indeed, pushes the button, and then it's like, oh, we need you to do a bunch of other shit. And he was just like, ah, fuck that, and he signed out of it. But I guess it still sent the info to them because then they called him a couple of weeks mm -hmm. later and set up an interview for a thing, or maybe they just found his profile. It's hard to say, but they want you to, they lie to you and tell you like, oh, you put in all this information because employers will just go on. Like I'm an employer and I'm on Indeed and I'm just like, I have a, this job opportunity. Yeah. Send me a list of candidates for me to cold call them. Like, why the fuck would I do that as an employer? I also hate it because I feel like employment is inherently broken in that unless, unless when you have a job that, is takes a technical level of uh, like a, a level of expertise mm -hmm. that ne you know needs to be required. Um, you don't really need like a long application process. Like my job, where you have to have a college degree and you have to have so many years of experience and you have to like be able to prove that and you have to interface with people. 
Yeah. That was a whole application process. That made sense to me. Uh, I, you know, I, I applied, I talked to him, I interviewed, I interviewed in person, then I got a job offer, like much more rigorous and structured. When you have a job like a uh, clerk at Quick Trip or working at something where it's just like your cattle, basically, mm-hmm. there's really no need to interview. Do you have a car that you can show up here? Can you breathe? You're hired. I was going to say, can you speak English? But sometimes it's like, can you just understand a little bit of English? Yeah. And so I feel like a lot of employers will like throw up these artificial obstacles. Mm. Uh, And I know part of it is the cost of the employer by having like a large workforce. But so when I was running the union in Tulsa, we, we had an application page. You'd fill out the application. Your information would pop up on my computer and then usually within about a week, you get a call that was like, hey, are you available to work this call? Let's mm-hmm. fill out your paperwork and onboard you. And then you're hired. And if you showed up to one call, that was great. If you yeah. liked it and you kept coming back, that was even better. But rather than just be, rather than looking at all these things and being like, no, fuck this person, fuck this person. It's just like we need as many people as possible. Fucking hire them all. Maybe they'll surprise you. I've been doing that in this current job now. People apply and they're like, yeah, I want to be a theater technician. I'm like, great, you're hired. We'll put you on the on the list. <laughs> I have I have a handful of people that have not taken a single shift that I hired since getting this job, have not taken a single shift. And it's like, well, when our season ends in May, I'm going to like delete you from our database. Because mm. clearly you don't, not actually interested in working here. Because there's been yeah. plenty of opportunities. Uh, but... Yeah. No one can can accuse me of discriminatory hiring practices because I'm like, I hire everyone that applies. <laughs> I hire every single person. You're no not way. discriminating. You're not discriminating enough, Tab. Yeah. Like that would be my defense if anyone ever was if that was ever like thrown in my face. Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't hire this person because you, you're firing this person because they're they're black or they're a woman or they're this or that. And I'm like. Well, I hired every candidate that has applied, and this yeah. person didn't work a single shift in a year. So I'd rather open up that spot for someone who might be interested in actually working some shifts. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the, these portals are just, just frustrating because, like, this one is this one is. Yeah, I don't I don't miss them at all. No, of course like, not. I hate them so much. And... And the like I said, the, those we've talked about this before too. Like those application questions are so ridiculous. They're so they're meant to be something to that would like suss out your personality. But mm-hmm. so like in an interview, someone might say, uh, "Tony, tell me about a time where you had to like where you had a challenge with a deadline, but you had to make a compromise with someone that you worked with, and then you would like make up some bullshit story or or draw on an actual story from your past and yeah. and talk about it, right? But that would highlight your your individual personality. It would let you talk about strengths and weaknesses. Like these questions are just like they might as well be pick their color red." Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a list of colors. Like, can you read and click? Because yeah. they're not, especially when they're created by. So I'm I'm applying for this job because this summer, from we shut down in May and we don't open back up until September. So it's just gonna be nine to five for five for four months. Like, 
Yeah. It's going to be boring as shit. And I was like, well, I could go work, a, make a little bit of extra money, maybe get some cheap shop time. Who knows? Instead, you're getting your data harvested. Instead, I'm getting my data data harvested. And like, I feel like in an interview, I could explain that. And they would go, oh, that makes sense. You seem like a normal person. But in those questions, you're, you're I, either a normal person who can answer or you're like a fucking psychotic lunatic. I've always been better with in-person or even phone interviews. I That whole like the web portal stuff. It's like, nah, this isn't this isn't working for me. Like they're they're just going to pass right over me. Yeah, because and because there's no way to like let, let personality shine. There's no. Yeah, there'll, there are no like text fields where you could write about yourself, which is, is also awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least then it would be. Somewhat applicable, it's like and, and the fact that it's all like I and the fact that, you know, that it's algorithmically driven. Yeah, like they want to see those keywords in your resume, and if you don't have those keywords, it will deprioritize you over another person who's able to resume hack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, someone who is lesser qualified or is a not as good of a fit gets an interview and thus gets hired when you don't even get called because on those algorithmic tests, you're you're honest, and mm-hmm. you're like. Uh, you know, Sally comes to you and says she's having problems at home, but the deadline is Friday. What do you say? Like, get your fucking shit together, Sally. I, no. I know we all have shit. I got shit going on too. Fucking get it together. Yeah, it sucks. <sighs> yeah, like there were there were questions in the one that I took today that were like, "What would you tell a person who you did a group project? You did a group project. One person did a most of the work." They they get the entire team gets complimented. This person is upset because they feel like they did most of the work. What do you tell them? Mm. Fucking toughen up. <laughs> and that was one of the options. Was like, yeah, you didn't get complimented. Fucking get over it. Yeah. Welcome to life as a man. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> but like, <laughs> but instead, I had to pick the thing where I was like, have you considered talking to the supervisor in person? Yeah. I would never tell someone that I would tell if someone don't fucking talk to me. That's what I would say that I can't believe that she didn't compliment me specifically on all the work I did on this. Why are you fucking talking to me? Group projects over. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Please leave my office. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what I would say. That's what I want to say in that situation. Uh, But that's not a clickable button. And also if you click that button, like I said, it's almost like the test is not if you like know how to function as a human being in these. It's like, can this person lie enough to get this job? Yeah. Like, that's really what it is, which is really annoying. It's like, how good can you lie to get this job? How, how many buttons can you click here that will trick us into giving you a job? It's like, can I just like interview you got, get an interview and like, you know, argue my case and whatnot? Yeah. Instead, I'm getting robocalls. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You, I remember once I applied, I think it's the only job that I've ever not gotten. Uh, yeah. This was, this was a long time ago. This is like right out of high school. I applied for a job at family video, okay. which was, you know, it's a movie chain franchise thing. And uh, they were called family video, but they had a porn section. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and hey, so porn can be enjoyed by the whole family <laughs> porn for the whole family. Yeah. Uh, 
And so I interviewed, I like, I had to go, I took, went to like an initial interview and then I had to go in and take a math test and it was mind blowing. Cause right. I show up to the regular interview, you know, I have like a collared shirt and khaki mm-hmm. pants and maybe I was wearing a tie. I don't remember. I show up to the math test like a, a few days later and I'm again wearing a collared shirt and khaki pants, maybe a tie. And they give you like this packet and you have to like mm. figure out the change. It's like, I worked at quick trip. My first job was a quick trip. I do all my change in my head. They don't do it anymore that way. I don't know why. No. Uh, but when I was there, you had to make all the change in your head instantly. So yeah. this math test is a waste of fucking time. Quick trip is on my resume. There's a quick trip across the street. You guys know how it works. Yeah. Uh, so then I passed the math test. So I showed up for the math test and there was like the guy that shows up also is like dropped off by his mom or something. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the most ripped up holy jeans I've ever seen and like a shitty hoodie and flip flops. And I'm just like, really, dude, this is like a, a quasi job interview and you show up looking like that. And then, then I got interviewed by the regional manager or general yeah. district manager or some shit again. And then it was like, oh no, sorry, uh, we're looking, we're go- going in a different direction. Like, what possible other direction could there be? <laughs> you need people to stand at the fucking register and ring up movies. Like, what possible risk is there of hiring three people and then picking the best one? Yeah. Like, you just need a dummy who can like go. Do you want popcorn and candy with that? <laughs> Did they pick the guy? Did they pick the guy with the holes in the sheets? Oh, I have no idea. I, I was I. I so I applied. You never for that visited job. that establishment again. <laughs> uh, no, I probably rented movies from there again. But by the time I got through that interview process, so I was looking for something to do part time to fill in when I wasn't doing theater work. And mm-hmm. by the time I got through that interview process, the theater work was picking up again. And then oh, okay. I just focused on that, and I ended up that was ended up being what I did. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I always remember that interview walking to sitting next to that guy who like, who looked like he was about to, after he, he finished that test, go out on the corner and held up a sign that said anything helps. Yeah. Uh, and so like the, the, the portals are meant to filter those people out, but it's, uh, it's just, it's so immensely frustrating that you don't even get a chance to make your case. You have to like, please the robot. You have to do all that resume hacking shit where you put it in sucks. keywords and, and miscellaneous. Like uh, you see these and I see, I see resumes that are built to these algorithms and because there'll be things in there like proficient in word, Excel, PowerPoint, mm. Outlook and that kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, everyone is. And when I, I, when I work on Excel spreadsheets, I'm like trying to make the Excel spreadsheet do what I want. And then I go over here and I'm like, in Excel, make cells do the thing I need them to do, enter. And it's like, to make the cells do this thing, you click these buttons and do this thing. And I'm like, mm. all right, then, cool. I'm proficient in Excel now. Like, <laughs> I can't remember how to do any of them off the top of my head, <laughs> but I can make a sheet that does a bunch of things. <laughs> and uh, and then and so then, because there's also, you know, you want all your stuff to fit on one resume page. So you put mm. in all this like superfluous bullshit to hack the algorithm. And then you have these algorithm hackers. So I've, there's this conference coming up. It's a theater conference and it's in St. Louis this year. So my company is sending us to go to it. And mm. I was like, you guys are paying for it. Fucking sweet. Um, so I got, I got the full conference pass and they have an app. I got an email that's like, download the, the USITT app. And see all the vendors and other stuff. 
And so I downloaded this app and um, I was, I was looking at sessions to add to my calendar, what sessions I wanted to, to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through the sessions and then I see you can like pull up and look at all the speakers that are, that are happening there. You can yeah. also look at all of the other attendees and like virtually cyber stock them before <laughs> you even get there, which is amazing. Uh, and I did the other night I was bored. And so I just scrolled through the attendee <laughs> list to see if there was anyone that I hated who was also going. <laughs> so, I'm scrolling through the speaker list and I see this girl that I went to college with who was a talentless nobody. And she's got a bio that's this long. That's just like done all these shows here and this place and that place and this place and that place, this place and that place. And I'm just like, well, one, I know that these are a little more trumped up than they are. Like these are Mm -hmm. like, I did a one man show at this one theater. So putting it on the list. Mm. And number two, I was like, it's because you're a woman of color. <laughs> like that's how she got it. Uh, uh, yeah. Because she was never that good. Mm. And I'm just like, yeah, you're living life on easy mode and you're evidently very good at this, at trumping up these things. Well, she's got I'm, some talent then. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good at those kinds of things. Like I'm, I, this is what I do. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm much better in person. Like I can interview and tell captivating stories about my work. Yeah. But when it's like list off your job responsibilities, I literally in this application, I had to put in my job do- responsibilities. Yeah. I just logged into my employee portal and found the job description that, uh, that was from when I applied for the job. And I was just like, yeah. copy paste. Nail yeah. this. But then when I got to the next job and I had to actually write what I did, I was like, man, I, I just fucking took care of shit. I just, yeah, I was, I was the no, guy if I had to explain the last job I had. I'd be like, I don't know. I did a lot, buddy. Uh- <laughs> I did the thing. I, I was the guy in the mafia that you called when there was a problem. I was the wolf. You're, you're Luca That's who Brazzi. I am. What? Luca Brazzi, Luca Brazzi yeah. the Godfather version. Yeah. I'm the fixer. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need something done and you don't know how it's going to happen. You call me, mm-hmm. it'll get happened. Yeah, I can tell you a hundred stories of doing that. Uh, they won't fit in this thousand thousand character text box you've you've left me. Yeah, and I doubt the people even read that shit. They probably well, it's because the algorithm reads it. The algorithm yeah. is just like there's none none of your things say event. Like yeah, yeah. The word production synonym mm. for event. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So fucking frustrating. So stupid. Yeah, Ugh. but that's Hopefully where we live in. You got to please computers before you can mm. please the people. Hopefully, I won't need it. Hopefully, things don't go horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> well, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tony from Act the Movies. We'll catch you guys next week. If you want to call into Here's How to Get Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and the voicemail upload channel. I've got a couple here from the regular voicemail hotline. Holy shit. I think Andy's new bit is just doing three-minute voicemails. 
Oh, God damn it. How to use the unit. How to stop. Set the auto off switch to off. Before starting, warning. Do not operate this unit until you read this instruction manual for safety, operation, and maintenance instructions. For proper operation of your air compressor, it is recommended that a 50% duty cycle be maintained. That is, the air compressor should not so run more than 30 minutes in any 60-minute area. Fascinating. Break in. Uh, here's another voicemail. Okay. I just want to say if you've uh, played The Last of Us, the video game, and watched uh, The Last of Us, the TV show, and thought both of them were good, you're a faggot. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, have you watched the last of us TV show or played the last? No, of us I never game? even played the game. Yeah. I, I tried. Tim was like, last of us. It's great. It's a great game. So, uh, I think it was a PS three. Tim and I went, bought a PS three together like a child. Yeah. Uh, and so when I got, you know, we would just like alternate off who had it, if there was a game or whatever. And so he bought the last of us and then gave it yeah. to me to play it. And, <laughs> and I was like, I I made maybe twenty minutes into the game. I did not make it far at all, and I was just like, I this think, sucks. I think I, I think I downloaded it when it was like free on the PlayStation thing, and I I haven't I haven't played it yet. I still have not played it. <laughs> yeah. So I have no interest in watching the TV show on top of it being on HBO Max, which is like, yeah, it's not going to be good. And then apparently there's all the gay stuff going on. Real quick, your Google Voice line. Mm-hmm. Does it just because apparently my Google Voice line it just got rid of my number? Does it switch uh, your number up? It it doesn't. You it, they probably sent you an email like a couple weeks ago that was like you need to renew this number or we'll get rid of it. Oh so god, we damn get enough it. voicemails that it we haven't had that happen on this one. But another wow. Google Voice line that I had, I've had two Google Voice numbers exp- yeah. expire. So. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Last of the show was a bait and switch. First episode or two were fine, and then it went downhill. Yes, welcome to modern Hollywood. My dad, oh. my dad's texting me this this weekend. He's like, oh, did you watch Picard season two? I'm like, no. Yeah. I wa- Tim and I watched season one. We did, we did a commentary on every episode. It was fucking unwatchably bad. Star Trek is dead. Yeah. Fucking stick a fork it's in over. it. It's done. And uh, and he was like, oh, this this season's not not that bad. And, uh, and then I guess he was four episodes in. He made it a couple more episodes. He goes, oh, it started to go downhill now. Just like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? Because <sighs> he was like, I'll never watch. I won't watch one second. One. F- I think he was on an episode of the Picard se- review yeah. show we did. And he's like, I won't watch one fucking second of of. These yeah. these shows, and then now he's texting and then he me watch like, it. Season two is pretty all right. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, we got yeah, one I, I I was gonna give him a chance, and then I, when I saw some of the Discovery stuff, I was like, Nah, I'm out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm I mean, out. I watched the first uh, season of Discovery, did a commentary on every episode. Yeah. Tim and I watched the first season of Picard, did a did a commentary on every episode. Mm. Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, mm-hmm. fooled me, ain't gonna get fooled again. That's what George Bush <laughs> said. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> Some of my favorite quotes ever. Yeah. Fool me. Don't get fooled again. <laughs> All right. Here's, here's one last voicemail. 
think that's a voicemail for Reacher. It sounds like it's outside, too. Yeah. That reverb. Uh, Reacher had, did not join me for this episode. He was being oh. a real shithead earlier. Oh, um, where's that? Oh. She's right next to me, Space Cat. She's been a real bitch lately. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I had to take the other cat to the vet because he had like this anxiety issue and licked himself bald. So today there was ah. a follow up visit. So of course we get back and Reacher was like, "Oh, this is a great time to fight." <laughs> Space Cat did the thing where she's like, "Ah, oh, my litter box is just slightly too full. Should I go to the other two litter boxes or should I shit in front of this litter box to make a point?" Which one do you think she did, Tab? I'm going to think that's the second one. Yeah, she shit right in front of the litter box, even though she had two clean litter boxes to choose from. I hate her so much. I can't believe I got stuck with this cat. Hateful, yeah. No. Just leave her there when you move. <laughs> I should. I should. <sighs> anyway. She's terrible. Well, that's this week's episode, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening. Catch you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>